Yo, 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 how's everybody doing today? How's everybody doing today? It's the first episode of T Sports Podcast. Should have been my second list, first one. Mac didn't save the other one, but you know, we're going to move on with that. And uh, what we're going to be talking about in my podcast is strictly sports. I know how I do, man. Football, basketball, college, all the other kind of stuff. So y'all already know what we're going to start with. <laughs> y'all know. <laughs> we're going to start them Eagles getting hot at the end of the season to make the playoffs. It's 5-7, and seven, finished 9-7. and seven. A lot of credit to the coaching staff and Carson Wentz and the rest of the guys. Yeah, man. After being down so many players, this team figured it out. <laughs> Carson Wentz started to figure it out. The last three games we had, division opponents. They felt like playoff games to me. How all those games ended. They all feel like damn playoff games. Shit. Redskins, Greg Ward, late touchdown. End of the game is still by Carson Wentz. Then Carson playing against Dallas, finishing them off. Then us finish the Johns off. Carson Wentz has been great all December. Against Dallas, he was 31 for 40, 319, one tub. Against the Giants, 23 for 40, 289, one touchdown. It's really good for the guys, for the weapons that he missing. He, missing every, he is missing everybody up now. Had over 4,000 passing yards without a receiver over 500. Come on, man. Let's talk about it. Come on, man. <laughs> Come on, man. Without a receiver over 500 yards, bro. Like, what? Everybody been down. I know we got two elite tight ends. I know that. But they don't do so much in the middle of the field. We need an outside threat. At least two now. You need two outside threats in this NFL. Wentz been hot all December. Ten TDs. One pick. Finish the season. 27 TDs. Seven interceptions. Like my guy's been so impressive, man. Like, I... I have no words for him. I think possibly the comeback player of the year. Doug should be in the consideration for head coach of the year of how he finished the season, the regular season. It's a regular season award, right? So he should be in there. But, yeah, man. Carson Wentz from start to finish against the Johns. Came, we came out aggressive. Hitting, uh, hitting Miles Sanders on a lot of – we started well. We started with Miles Sanders running the ball. That started out slow against the Giants, but we ended up picking it up. Greg Ward, and those other guys making tough catches. Burnett, who we just grabbed off the practice squad. Like, come on, man. Like, we are here playing with practice squads, wideouts, two or three tight ends, and just. And just going with that. Dallas got us stepping up big. He was crazy against Dallas. Against Dallas, nobody could cover him. Heath was barbecue chicken. Smith, Dallas' whole secondary was. They couldn't guard him. Just imagine we had a healthy Zach Ertz that whole game, which we didn't. We lost him. <laughs> and somehow we were still able to pull that out against the Giants and against the Cowboys. 
But Boston Scott, Miles Sanders, and Dallas Goddard, man, like, those guys have been so fucking impressive on this stretch without our key players. Those those young guys stepping up and making plays, they have been huge for us. Dallas Goddard has just taken over that tight end position. With Zach Ertz being down, Miles Sanders and Boston Scott controlling the run game. <laughs> Like, who would have just thought this would have happened with these two guys in the backfield? Like, we knew Miles Sanders was good, but how Boston Scott is playing, he's playing phenomenal. He's like, an, he's looking like a Darren Sproles 2.0 right now. With just the screen game, the little dump offs, taking those for 10 to 12 yards. Like, looking like the early Sproles, how Sproles was in New Orleans, and how we got him, and then how we acquired him. That's how Boston, got, Boston Scott is looking right now. You just have been taking over a lot of games. Like, look at the Dallas and the uh, Giants game. Boston Scott has just definitely just took over. He has taken over those games. And it's just been amazing to see. Like, this shit has been crazy. But, yeah, man, Carson Wentz, let's get back to my future quarterback, comeback player of the year, I think. For what he has been through with his team after going through the regular season of hearing players not wanting to play with him anymore, which I never really, I never really paid attention to that until like the close start and the end of the end of the season when we started losing guys like Alshon and Nelson Aguilar being out for a certain period of time. It got to me a little bit. I'm like, what is going on? Like. This is not us. This is not Philadelphia. But Carson Wentz, when he lost those guys, we had young key players step up and rally around him. It's been Carson and the kids. Like, that offense, <laughs> man, it's, we done had our struggles throughout the whole season of losing all our players. But everybody has rallied around Carson Wentz. And he just done took over the team. For what he has done, it's been it's been fucking amazing. So we have to give him a shitload of credit for what he has done. Ball security against the Giants, he didn't really he didn't turn the ball over and then fumble, in, which was good because he had those fumble issues. But other than that, man, that's my guy. I love him. He played fucking great. Let's get to the other side of the ball, that defense. That defense stepped up. I mean, the players we had that come in the game, losing Jalen Mills, uh, Ronald Darby. I'm not a <laughs> – I'm going to start it. I'm not really a big fan of those guys that are starting cornerback positions because I believe there's other guys behind them that are better, like Rashul Douglas, Craven LeBlanc. I think those guys should be starting with Maddox. Those should be our top three corners. But, you know, I think I think Jim Smorts, he knows a lot more than us, so I'm going to just keep rolling with it. <laughs> That's why I'm just going to have to go with it at the end of the day. He know what he's doing. But the defense showed up, forced big turnovers. Jenkins. The thing with Jenkins is he's been on the decline for like the last two years, but he seems to always make a play when we need it. The most. Y'all get what I'm saying? 
against the Giants, that huge strip sack, ball traveling 10 yards back. Like, come on, man. <laughs> that play right there really changed the whole game because it got us at the one and Fletcher Cox, the other all-pro D-tackle. Like, our Pro Bowl player stepped up, Brandon Ground, Fletcher Cox. Malcolm Jenkins, our older veterans, they stepped up and made plays, huge plays. So, yeah, man, those guys, credit to the defense. You got to give a lot of credit to the defense. TJ Edwards stepping in, filling in his role. We were kind of injured riddled that linebacker. Rushed the D-tackle stepping up, and we down so many D-tackles still. Barnett had a good game. I think the secondary had a pretty a pretty good game overall, the secondary-wise, with Maddox, LeBlanc, Rashua Douglas. We got to just contain, stop getting beat every time a lot. We just got to figure that out. Our secondary, our corners get beat a lot over the top. But I see players improving, like Sidney Jones. This kid has come a long way, and I haven't been a Sidney Jones fan at all. I would have thought, Next year, he would be on the roster bubble. If he didn't play like – if he didn't step up and make these key plays like he has in the last three weeks, I would thought going into the season, next season, he would be on the roster bubble. Like, he would be our six or seven cornerback. But for him to just step in and make plays and just build his confidence back up, that's huge for him going forward. He's still a young kid. He still has two years left on his deal. So, for him to just come in and step up and make plays, man, uh it's been so impressive. I'm happy for him. I'm happy for him. Hopefully, this can change his career around. And he can find a big-time role on his defense. Because that secondary next year, I don't know who's going to be there. A lot of players on the contract. I mean, early. Well, we got Mills and Darby for sure. They're not on the contract. So, we're going to need everybody at that position. We're going to need everybody. But I'm just impressed at this Eagle team. Like they got me so excited. We're gonna move on. Talk about these Cleveland Browns a little bit. Good God. I told everybody before the season started the Cleveland Browns were gonna be seven, nine, and six and ten. But no, I hear people saying Super Bowl. They're gonna do this and that. They got Odell. I'm like, man, this NFL is hard. This is a hard league, bro. You just can't come in and expect them just to win just because just because they acquired a couple few big time players. Y'all don't know how the NFL works now. <laughs> like, come on, man! You can have a lot of talent, but you don't have a coaching. She, <laughs> she, they won't do too very well. And you can see how they finished six and ten and firing his ass. Six and ten, and they fired him already. Good God. A lot of that, how they even played this year, I like. I think a lot of that goes on Baker Mayfield. Excuse me. A lot of that on how they play is on the quarterback. Him coming out talking about other quarterbacks and this and that, and ain't playing well at well for yourself at all. Like you've been down. Baker's been terrible. He ain't been too good to me. You got all these weapons. You got. Dominant run game. Elite wide receivers. I know your own line stinks. People better start building around their own line, man. 
That's what you got to do. Today's NFL. Start up front. I don't know what the hell y'all doing now, but you have to start up front. It goes for O-line and D-line. But we're going to switch it up a little bit. Y'all know what we're going to switch it up to next. Talk about the Cowboys. <laughs> the Cowgirls. All the st- man, that team there. That's a funny team, man. Another 8-8 eight and eight season. Fourth time in the last nine years finishing 8-8. Eight and eight. Shocker. <laughs> Scored 47 points against the Washington Redskins. They did all that for nothing. <laughs> Y'all seen on that Jumbotron. How them Eagles was leading. Come on, man. Y'all scored four. Cowboys scored 47 points on the last game of the regular season. Like, that team is funny, bro. Where was that energy at last week against my Eagles? When you could have helped yourself to make the playoffs. Or throughout the season. Now, this is just crazy. Cowboys have the most talented roster in the NFL Hands down, and I'm going to continue, hands down, they have the most talented roster in the NFL. Pro bowlers everywhere. I know your coaching stinks. I know it stinks, man. But sometimes the players have to uplift the whole team and just gather around each other and just win. Like, come on now. Like, Dallas, y'all have too many talented players, bro. Like, if I was a fan, I would have lost my shit this year just because we had everybody. Everybody. If y'all had a depleted roster like the Philadelphia Eagles, I would understand that. I would understand. But for y'all to have Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup, that stud offensive line, Dak Prescott, Ezekiel Elliott, Excuse me, elite players on your defense, and somehow y'all go eight and eight again? Again, Dallas. That is sick, man. Y'all need to change. Y'all need to change a lot. <laughs> and it starts up top with Jerry Jones and that coaching staff. Today is Tuesday, 31st, and somehow Jason Garrett is still in the Dallas Cowboys building. He should have been fired right after the game Sunday. He should have been gone. Jerry Jones, what? What is you waiting on, bro? Is you waiting to keep him? Is you going to really keep Jason Garrett for another year? Which, as an Eagles fan, I'm very fine with it. (laughs) I am very fine with y'all keeping him around for another year. Another year or two. But, man, bro, y'all really got to – y'all have to change. Someone has to change with that thing. Too fucking talented to not be made in the playoffs. I hear a lot of fans want to get Urban Meyer, Lincoln Raleigh, but if I was if I was a fan of the Cowboys, I would want to get somebody like Josh McDaniels. A proven head coach in the NFL. Has been great with New England over the last few few years. I think he can get trained there, but I see why you want Urban Meyer. He's been nothing but a fucking winner. Really everywhere he go. Even though he's been a college head coach in his net done his part in the league, but I see why you want Aaron Meyer. Culture change. It'll make a big impact on that in Dallas. But yeah, man. This football season, for them, has been it's been a terrible year for the Dallas Cowboys. 
Like they have to, something has to be fixed with that team. Some have some too much talent on their fucking team to not be winning. Quarterback throwing over, I think almost over five thousand yards. Kellen Moore came in and just said, "We're gonna throw the ball this year. I'm gonna show you. I'm gonna show the NFL that Dak can be that kind of a quarterback." Which I think he had a pretty solid year. I think Dak had a pretty solid year, but I just don't see him taking him over the next over the over the next hurdle. I just don't see him. I don't know. I just see Dallas doing it as a team because they haven't done it in so long. But I see him as a franchise quarterback. I believe Dak Prescott is a franchise quarterback. And for Jerry Jones not have given him his money already. He doesn't believe in it. Like he does, he doesn't believe in it, which is crazy to me, because it's not, it's not going to be anybody better than Dak Prescott at that position right now. Fourth round pick, that guy should have already been paid. See, the Eagles already took care of that franchise quarterback. We believe in Carson Wentz. We believe in our guy. And for the even though Car, even through all the injuries Carson was had, we still believe in him. And for the Cowboys not have that guy on the contract yet is. That's crazy to me. But y'all know where we finna go next. That bad NBA. <laughs> that NBA. Them Dallas Mavs. It's my squad, man. That's my squad. I love my Mavericks. Luka Doncic. <laughs> I mean, I'm gonna say rookie of the year. He already won now. He already got that on his bag, but MVP candidate, Luka Doncic averaging 39 and 9. Come on, man. I ain't see this coming in the second year. Shit, I ain't seen him coming at all for his career. I thought he'd be a solid 21-22 player, averaging about 6-6 on the rebounds and assists. But, damn, 39-9, bro? Your second year? Recall, I just gave him the keys to the offense. So, you got it. You got it. <laughs> this dude, Luca, man. He's a bad motherfucker. And the pieces we got around him is it's perfect. Mavericks got a shitload of shooters. Seth Carey, Tim Hardaway, Justin Jackson, Maxi Kleber, Chris Asperzingas. We got a lot of good players around him. Jalen Bronson. I'm like, come on, man. Come on, man. Yeah, we're going to talk about the Western Conference seeding a little bit. Lakers at number one, 26-7. Nuggets, 2-23-9. Got three teams tied for third, 23-11, which is the Clippers, Houston, and Dallas. Utah them climbed the charts at number six after a terrible start of the season. They just took off. You know, we got the bottom feeder, Golden State Warriors. They done lost everybody, so... We know they're not going to make the playoffs. But the Pelicans still have been kind of a disappointment to me. I know Zion been down. But they still haven't really just done anything. I think they're like 9-23. Even though I know Derek Favre's been hurt. Zion is out. But you need to find. You need to trade. I think now you need to trade. Looking to trade in J.J. Reddick. Because he's a shooter at everything you fucking use. Drew Holiday. Looking to trade him too, you can actually get something back for him. So I would do that. Sacramento Kings, everybody had them as a playoff team. 
know what the hell y'all was thinking. They 12 and 21 now. They can forget about that shit. Phoenix Suns. The Suns had a hot start, but they haven't been doing shit. Eastern Conference, Milwaukee has been dominating. Boston Celtics, always going to be on the top of the season. All fucking ways. Great head coach, Brad Stevens. Great fucking owner, Danny Ainge. Boston always finds a way to win and beat her at the end. Miami Heat been so fucking impressive. Bam Adebayo has been one of my favorite players to watch this year. All-star. Book it. I said it. Bam Adebayo, all-star. You can book that. Derrick Jones been playing great. Um, Jimmy Butler. Goran Drogic. I know he's been hurt, but they just got him back. Duncan Roberts. Looking like a damn... He got the damn strap. But yeah, man. Philly. I'm a fan of the Sixers. I like the Sixers, man. But damn, they've been... They kind of been a disappointment, man. Fucking... I'm not worried about Joel Embiid. I'm not worried about him. But goddamn Ben Simmons. Tobias Harris. Come on, bro. We need y'all to step up. That next guy... Behind Joel and B has to be Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons, your game. That shit has to evolve, bro. Like, <laughs> I can't. I'm tired of looking at it. It's very frustrating because you're six fucking ten and don't want to be aggressive on offense. You're averaging 14, 7, and 8. I need that 14 to get to 20 to 21. If y'all want to make the Eastern Conference Finals, that guy has a, his game has a, Massively improved. Tobias Harris paying you all this damn money. Averaging just 20 points. Inconsistent. But man, Sixers, we need some shooters bad. Go get JJ Raider back. Shit. Go get him back. <laughs> Holiday. Somebody. God damn. Very frustrating. You got the bottom feeders at the Eastern Conference. Atlanta Hawks, 7-27. Trey Young needs some fucking help. Damn. Kid going for 40, 10-10 every other night and shit. 30 points. And they losing by 30. Come on, man. Come on, Hawks. Don't do this to this young man. I know it's just his second year, but damn. Like, the guys I have in the roster are just not ready yet. DeAndre Hunter, he's not ready. You would have thought Jabari Parker would be that guy to take up. I mean, you would have thought he would be the next guy to take a big leap in his game, but he's still not there. John Collins, not ready. Like, you got a lot of young players that are just not ready yet. Kevin Huter, good nights, young guard, but these guys are not ready yet, man. Trey Young, he's sick. He's sick over there. Got them bum-ass New York Knicks. Bum-ass New York Knicks starting like five forwards, starting line with some sick-ass shit. Like, what the f- Like, what the hell are y'all doing? David Fisdale, really, bro? You start like five small forwards? What kind of shit is that? Come on, bro. It's terrible. I look up, I see R.J. Barry starting with Todd Gibson and Marcus Morris and Bobby Portis and Julius Ren- Nigga, them are small forwards. And power forwards, you are starting. Where's the guards? Where's the shooters? Dysfunctional Knicks. It ain't nothing new. 
It's the New York Knicks. It's just not, not it ain't nothing new. Cleveland. I understand. Like Cleveland, we like we understand Cleveland, bro. They don't have a, they don't have the players on the roster. But they is gonna have a nice backcourt. Years now. Darius Garland. The Kylie Sexton. Kevin Porter Jr. That's gonna be a nice. It's gonna be a nice man. They're gonna have some nice guards, bro. Charlotte Hornets done found them a point guard finally. I say finally, like they didn't have Kimber Walker for like the last ten years. <laughs> but I'm they they found them a point guard though, man. Devontae Graham has been fucking lights out, averaging nineteen four and eight. Like what the fuck? Who would have saw that? That kid has been balling. Even though they still have Nicholas Batum stealing money. Michael Kidd, Gilker, stealing money. P.J. Washington, the rookie, has been good for him. But yeah, man. It's Charlotte Hornets for you right there. Brooklyn Nets. We ain't going to get into Kyrie Irving. He got a lot going on. Bro. I don't. I, I, I just don't know what Kyrie Irving does. I don't know, man. I don't know him. We're going to move on to uh, a little bit of college football. Like I said last week, y'all didn't get the first podcast, but this is really my first one. I picked Clemson to beat Ohio State, and they did it. Trevor Lawrence, bad man. Sunshine. Took over the game when needed. Came up clutch. Defense with a huge pick at the end of the game. LSU just dragged it up. Dragged Oklahoma. Shit was so sad. I was hoping Oklahoma would give him a game. I had LSU win it by two touchdowns, but I was hoping Oklahoma would give him a game. Joe Burrow out here just lighting their ass up. Oklahoma defense has been terrible for like the last 20 years, anyways. Shit been fucking terrible. Joe Burrow had damn near seven to eight touchdowns. Come on, man. Come on, man. The Heisman winner. Number one pick next year. After that, will be Trevor Lawrence, who they going to play in a championship game. And I still don't know who I'm going to pick on that one. I'll give you all my answer next week. But that's going to be a good damn game to watch, man. That's going to be a good damn game to watch. Got the playoffs coming up. NBA playoffs coming around. I said the NBA I mean, not the NBA, but we got the NFL playoffs coming around. And we got uh, Bills and Texans, New England and Tennessee. I'm going to take the Texans. My boy Deshaun Watson. I know he's going to ball out. And on the New England and Tennessee, I think I'm going to take Tennessee, man. That defense and that offense, fucking good. Tennessee got some weapons over there, bro. <laughs> the Tennessee Titans got some weapons over there, bro. Ryan Tannehill just done took over the offense. I feel so. Nah, Mario, the Heat done had fucking plenty of opportunities. But, man, they done got hot and just took over. Derrick Henry. Been balling. A.J. Brown, probably the rookie of the year in the NFL. Offensive rookie of the year. That kid has been fucking sensational. Corey Davis with him. Good old line. Like, bro. That team has been fucking great. 
And I think I'm going to pick them to upset New England. I think I am, man. <laughs> I just don't believe in New England offense this year. Their defense is good, but you need to score points. You know, they don't have enough to get them over the hump. Just don't have it this year. Already no big time receivers. Ain't got that. Don't have that tight end thread in the middle of the field. So that's why I'm gonna go with uh, Tennessee to, for the upset. That's Saturday games. We got the Sunday games. We got Vikings and Saints and Seahawks and Eagles. Vikings and Saints. I'm gonna take the Saints. New Orleans been dominating everybody this year. On the yeah, I score. I think they will score Minnesota. Now Minnesota can get Dalvin. If Dalvin Cook is healthy, it's gonna be a close game. That's going to be a very close game. Then we got the Seahawks or Eagles. My squad, Eagles, you know. <laughs> if we can get some guys back, I will pick the Eagles to win that game. But we need to get healthy before. Like, we have to get healthy. We're playing the Seahawks team who's been in the playoffs almost every single year. Somehow they always find a way to win. But if we can get healthy, man, I will pick my Eagles to upset the Seahawks. We need some players to get back. Brandon Brooks is gone for a year, which is fucking crazy. We lose everybody, bro. Deshaun won't return until second round of playoffs if we make it. We just got to hold Miles Sanders and hopefully Dallas got her. I mean, Miles Sanders and Zach Ertz or somebody else can come back and just help us. Help us beat Seattle because we're going to need everything. We're going to need everybody, bro. So hopefully by my next podcast, next it will be next Tuesday. I'll be happy on this mug, man. <laughs> After uh, Eagles victory. But that's pretty much all I have for my first podcast episode on T Sports Podcast. I'll be back next Tuesday to give y'all another dose of it. Everybody have a great New Year's. We'll catch y'all later. Peace. Good morning, everyone. How we doing today? It's the second episode of T Sports Podcast. We're gonna dive right into it. Oh man, oh man, oh man! Philadelphia Eagles season is a wrap. My team is done for. Pretty sad, you know. Not really disappointed. Just how the outcome was. I really thought we had a chance against Seattle. They defeated us though, seventeen to nine. My quarterback went down early. That's the first thing we gotta get to wins and his injuries, man. My quarterback went down pretty early. Goddamn concussion. Everybody wants to talk about the hit. Was it dirty hit? Was it this and that? I mean, Wentz rolled out. Clowney struck him right in the head. I believe it was a, yeah, I believe it was a dirty hit. It should have been a 15-yard penalty, and we should have just moved on with it, but. It's a lot of Eagle fans just going crazy over it. Saying why he wasn't suspended, fine. I'm not going to do all that. I believe it was just, I believe it was just a dirty hit. should have been a 15-yard penalty on it. If he would have finished the game, I believe we would have had a better shot of winning it. Even though when Josh McCown stepped in, he looked pretty solid to me, shit. He ain't do too. He ain't really do too bad. He ain't turn the ball over. We just didn't get touchdowns in the red zone when we needed it. But I think Josh McCarron did. 
Josh McCowan did a pretty solid job to keep us in the game anyways. We just couldn't score touchdowns. We got down there on their side of the field every time and kicked the field goal. Even though Seattle scored 17, it's not going to win us. Like, nine points is not going to win us the game at all. They only scored 17 down points. We had multiple shots to defeat them, but we just couldn't We just couldn't do it. Zach Ertz, his toughness. This he's That's one of the reasons why he's one of my favorite players on this Eagles team, just because the injuries he had and for him to play that game anyways, like, that just – it just man, it says a lot about him. Most guys don't even play through nothing like that. Kidney. What else? It was another injury. Yeah, I know it was his kidney. <laughs> but yeah, man. Just to see Zach Ertz try to fight through that and help his team out get a victory. That says a lot about him. Secondary. I don't know what I'm gonna do. I don't know what the Eagles are going to do with this damn secondary. It's every fucking week. Even though they only gave up 17 points. But God damn. The young rookie Wada had over 160 yards on us. Come on, man. It's every week with this secondary. Nobody's stepping up and making plays when we need it. We can't use our best safety to play deep because we need him in the box to spot Russell Wilson, which Malcolm Jenkins did a he did a pretty good job doing that. But the secondary just can't hold up for shit. That's why I said we need to just revamp the whole secondary next year. Bring Craven LeBlanc back. Bring uh, Maddox back. I'm I'm not sure about Rashul because I don't know what the Eagles really gonna do with him. Even though he's still on the contract, it's like they don't want him on the damn team. He never plays. He never steps on the field. Sidney Jones get more playing time than him. But that secondary, man, Mills and Darby just definitely got to go. I'm just sick of it. We got a young kid out here going over for 160 yards, just making it look easy. Tyler Lockett making big-time catches, even though Craven LeBlanc did a damn good job on him. The front four didn't didn't really do too much for me. Ain't really do too much. But you know who did a damn good job was Fletcher Cox. He had a hell of a game. Brandon Ground was solid. Derek Barnett, I'm really just sick of him and all his stupid ass penalties. Like, Eagles wanna pick up his option. I know they is, but I really <laughs> I really wanna probably go D line this year because I'm ready to move on from him. He hasn't had no kind of impact on his team since he's been here. He hasn't. Only impact he had was dumbass penalties. It was dumbass penalties. And we don't need that on this team. Like, we need you to contribute, bro. We got Brandon Graham was getting older. Fletcher Cox ain't getting younger. You know, he's still all pro. Like, we need that other guy. Vinny Curry, we just brought him back because we needed depth at that position. We need him to step up. He hasn't made no plays since he's been here. He can have like six and a half sacks this year. That ain't enough, bro. That ain't enough. That's just not enough. Yeah, man, Carson Wentz, that's my guy, but the injury-prone thing, man. <laughs> if he's not on the field doing the big-time games, bro, 
we Eagles need to bring a reliable backup quarterback in. We have to just because of what's happened in the last few years and how he's went down during the big time games. It's a lot of people like I want to say, yeah, Cowboy fans mainly will still bring up. He doesn't have a touchdown pass. He doesn't have a Super Bowl win, but he got us there in 2017, and he has a ring. That's why I don't really pay no attention to that when they bring that shit up because he has a ring. My guy has a ring. Number four doesn't for the Dallas Cowboys. So that's all I'm going to say on that part. <laughs> that's all I'm going to say on that part. My guy has a damn ring. Eagles fired Mike Grow, the wide receivers coach, Carson Walsh. I'm glad that happened. Mike Grow didn't bring no damn creativity to the offense at all. He didn't bring nothing to the offense. He's just there. <laughs> he was just fucking there, bro. Give Deuce Taylor, give him his, give him his opportunity to be the offensive coordinator. Carson Walsh, like, bro, what did you do with those receivers? The receiving coach, like, what did you do with those receivers, bro? Tell me, what did you do? But not have Greg Ward on the team early in the season. We had no production all year out of those receivers. I'm glad both they asses gone. Hopefully we can find some guys to replace them because I'm glad they asses gone. We're going to move over to the playoff games we had, NFL. Saints and Vikings. You like that? Tell them, Kurt. <laughs> you like that? Kurt Cousins, man, defeated, defeated the Saints 26-20. to 20. Came up clutch when he had two at Doc. To Adam Thielen. Drew Brees and the Saints did what they always do, like I tell Saints fans. Y'all win 12 to 13 regular season games every year, but we know what y'all going to do in the playoffs, and that's the choke job. Choke. Brees turning over on the other side of the field. That's New Orleans for you, man. They're going to get you there. New Orleans, they're going to win by 12 to 13 games in the regular season. That playoff time comes around, they're going to fold. Ain't no worries. New Orleans is going to fold. <laughs> that team is going to fold, man. Dalvin Cook was just completely shut out against the um, the 49ers. 49ers demolished the fucking Vikings. 27-10. Dalvin Cook had nine carries, 18 yards. That was fucking terrible. Kirk Cousins didn't do none of that damn game. 49ers, man, that team is tough. That damn run defense they got, oh, my God. That front four, them boys are stingy. Richard Sherman is still looking like one of the best cornerbacks in the NFL. People hate on him a lot, saying he was saying he's just a damn zone corner, zone cornerback. Man, he's all around great cornerback. Man, zone, blitzing, whatever you want to put it. That dude is all around great cornerback, man. He's a fucking baller. Tennessee Titans. The Tennessee damn Titans dominated the fucking Baltimore Ravens. I didn't see that come. I knew they could possibly win that game because how they done because how, how they done played since Ryan Tannehill done took over. But I didn't see them dominating the Ravens like that. They beat the dog shit out of them. Twenty eight to twelve. We gotta talk about this man, Derrick Henry. Two playoff games, three hundred and seventy seven yards. That's the most in a two-game span in NFL postseason history. 
that offensive line. Man, we got to talk about them big boys up front. Taylor Luan, just the whole front five. They is carrying that team. Derrick Henry is carrying that damn team, bro. He is carrying that damn team. Ryan Tannehill not turning the ball over. That's huge. He's not turning the ball over. He had, what, about 195 against Baltimore? Earl Thomas was talking hot shit, saying them boys last week were scared to tackle. Well, damn, he threw your little ass on the sideline. Look like y'all was scared to tackle. <laughs> Derrick Henry is 6'3, 240. I think he runs a 4'5. Ain't nobody trying to tackle this man, dog. Ain't nobody trying to put their hands on him. It just sucks because I was pulling for Lamar Jackson so. Man. I was pulling for him so much, bro. Kid had three turnovers. He threw the ball, I think, damn near 60 times. That's not Baltimore. You don't, you don't want to have – Baltimore doesn't want to be in that position where Lamar has to throw 30, 40 damn times a game. 60, let alone that? No. That ain't going to do it. That ain't going to do it, man. It's just not going to cut it. It's not going to cut it. We're going to move on to the Texas and Kansas City. Kansas City. <laughs> Kansas City was down 24 nothing. Patrick Mahomes said, let me wake the fuck up. Get these guys going. Score was 51 to 31. God damn. My guy Deshaun Watson started high early, but that offense folded too like they always do. That predictable damn offense. Shotgun. Watson run around, run around, hit DeAndre Hopkins on a deep pass or Will Fuller when he's healthy. <laughs> he ain't been healthy in about three years, but that offense is terrible. I think Bill O'Brien is probably one of the most overrated coaches in the NFL. He's Jason Garrett to me. He can win the regular season, get you, but when it comes to the playoffs, nah, he ain't gonna get that job done. He's just not. He ain't gonna get it done. I think he overrated as hell. They need a general manager. Bill O'Brien is gonna return head coach with no general manager. What the fuck are y'all doing, bro? What are y'all doing? Seahawks and Packers. Slow start to that game for the Seahawks. It's always a slow start for the Seahawks. Russell Wilson, that second half started, lighting their ass up. Three straight possessions, three touchdowns. I said he's going to do it again, bro. I thought he's going to do it again. The Russell Wilson magic. But Aaron Rodgers showed him why he's one of the GOATs. Two third downs, conversions, two passing plays. One of Devontae Adams, the other one of Jimmy Graham. That, um, that damn Devontae Adams. He's a fucking beast. You played against some cornerbacks. I mean, some receivers. Oh, uh, Seattle. Not like when y'all played my Eagles. You played against the number one corner. I mean, number one receiver. He ate y'all ass up. That's exactly what he did. We're going to move on to the uh, NFL head coaching cycle. Everybody has a head coach now. The Browns got the Vikings offensive coordinator. Kevin is I only know his last name, but I know Kevin Sum. And they just got smoked 10 to 27. I ain't see the logic in that hard. I didn't see that at all. 
I did not see the fucking logic in that one. Giants hired Joe Judge, the wide receiver coach, special teams coach for New England. <laughs> oh, man, this is crazy. The guy has been with New England for eight years, but never been a coordinator or anything, but gets a head coaching job. Oh, these black coaches that's out here. This is crazy. This is like insane to me. He got a close relationship with Bill Belichick and all. He had a great presentation. But New York. This is a, New York is a, I'm telling you. He ain't gonna, I don't think it's going to end well for him. But we got to give him a shot, though. We got to give him a fucking shot. The Panthers grab Matt Rule, former Baylor head coach. You want to know his salary? What was his salary at Temple his first year? 648000 He's going to be getting that monthly now with this new contract for Carolina. Seven years, $60 million. Can get up to seventy with incentives. I like this hiring though, I really do. Took over a four and seven Temple team in twenty thirteen. Led them to two of their three ten win seasons within four years. I like that one. The Baylor team that was on edges after that scandal they had twenty seventeen. Bounce right back, started making the playoffs. He can build and lead the football team. I really like that arm. Mike McCarthy with Cowboys. Cowboys! I'm not really... I mean, I think it'll be good for Dak. Dak Prescott's most definitely. I believe he's an outstanding... Outstanding... Uh, Pass game coordinator, but it's crazy how him and Sean Payton got almost the identical stats. But we look at Sean Payton just like as the goat. When I seen that stat comparing those two guys, I was like, "Holy shit!" They damn near the same. They damn near the fucking same. Redskins snagged Ron Rivera, damn, and Jack Dariel. They got two defensive mastermind coaches, bro. Redskins got a great, they got a good front seven. Good front four, most definitely. Added those two guys to that team. I did not want that to happen. I'm like, damn. Washington has some good now. But it's just crazy to me because the Rooney rule is just it's just ineffective. It's just ineffective. And I'm not just I'm not blaming the people that came up with the rule. It just I'm just blaming the owner in the system. It's just it's crazy to me. Eric Benamy, the offense coordinator for Kansas City. Who's the play calling over there? He couldn't get a head coaching job, but a position coach for the Pats. Just snags one like that. Hired by a cornerstone franchise at that. This ain't good. 
We got coaches like Jim Caldwell, Chris Richards, Marvin Lewis, Hugh Jackson, Steve Wilkes. Like, what's up? Like, can we do something about that? NFL owners they just got a they just got a problem with coaches of color. And that's just sad that we're in 2020 and this is still going on. Only three black head coaches. It's fucking embarrassing. It's just fucking embarrassing. Denial of an opportunity. Like it's just it's it's embarrassing that this is still happening today. All these black coaches not getting the opportunity to be a head coach. Only got three. Is they is they ever gonna fix that? It doesn't fucking look like it. It just doesn't look like looks like it to me. Damn. We're gonna move on though to the college football championship game. LSU beat the shit out of Clemson 42 to 25. LSU got ball players everywhere, man. They have ball players everywhere. <laughs> got a freshman cornerback, Derek Stingley. If he was able to come out now, he would be the second cornerback taking off the board behind the cornerback out of Ohio State. He just shut down the whole side of the field. When I was watching him, he's a freshman, a freshman cornerback playing at that level already. That's just, it's remarkable. Christian Fulton, other star cornerback, was going to be a first round pick. He was getting exposed a little bit early in the game. They was picking on him. But he just focused, settled down, and just finished the game off strong. He had a hell of a second half himself. Grant Delphit. Another stud safety who should be the first safety off the board. He will be the first safety off the board. That kid is a baller. Who has 17? Who? Yeah, Dallas has 17. Dallas, if y'all think about, if y'all pass on him, I don't know. He should be y'all number one pick. Y'all crying about not having a safety every single fucking year. Now, if I see if y'all lose Amari Cooper and y'all want to draft a receiver, I will see that. But if y'all pass on him, like, I I just don't get it, man. Like, if y'all bring Amari Cooper back and y'all draft a receiver in the first round, then I will understand. I understand, then. But if y'all pass on that kid at safety, man, (laughs) that is just crazy to me. Eagles at 21 should look at him. I know a lot of teams that want to look at him. And his ability to make plays. He won't be. I don't think he's going to. Re- he ain't going outside the 20, the 20th pick, I don't think. I don't think he's going outside the 20th pick. Jamar Chase, LSU receiver, stud, sophomore. Who should be. He will be a top 10 pick this year with Jerry Judy. He will be a top 10 pick. Kid had nine receptions, 221 yards. Clemson had their best corner on him. He was getting killed the whole game. The safeties kept biting down. wasn't wasn't giving him any help. The kid is a sophomore. He will be a top ten pick already. 
NCAA, y'all gotta review that rule and let these kids come out after one fucking year. Trevor Lawrence, man. Sunshine, he let me down. Had about 20 overthrows. He was 18 for 37 for 234 yards. Did we crown him a little bit too early? No, I don't think so. He's going to be in the championship game right next year again. Kid is still going to be a fucking stud. Still, He still has a lot of growing to do. Still got a bright future. He'll be the next. He'll be the number one overall pick next year. Somebody probably trade the house for him to get him. Because that kid is a fucking baller. He'll be right back next year. Joe Burrow, LSU quarterback, lit their ass up. 463, 5 TD. What? <laughs> he lit their ass up. 60 TDs, 6 interceptions throughout the whole year. Just remarkable. He'll be the number overall pick. Bengals need to go ahead and push in their car right now. They shouldn't even be waiting on nothing. They need to go ahead and push in their car right now for Joe Burrow. Fucking Andy Dalton, he's trash. That should be their number one pick. Going to slide on to a little bit of NBA trade rumors. NBA's been pretty fun this season, man. It's been pretty fun already. Trade deadline is in February. Teams need to make moves. You still got LA on top. Mavericks falling a little bit in the season. Utah climbed up the charts. I know Porzingis has been out, but Mavericks has been playing inconsistent. Can't finish games late. Letting go of leads. We need our best player to step up and finish at the end of the, at the end of those games and get us over the hump. Luka Doncic, that's you, man. You've been you've been going crazy all year with your stats. You've been going crazy. You've been balling all year, but we need you to help us finish those games. Mavericks done blew so many games. We'd be up ten with two minutes. We blow them. We done did that about four games this year. Andre Drummond, Trey Rumors, D Rose, Sixters. Sixers trying to get David Bertons. Think we should, anyways. Shooting from the threes is 44%. But it's going to take a lot to get them. They're not going to just give them up. Bowen Boganovich, another Trey Rumor, Robert Covington, Kyle Kuzma, Reddit. You see them are all shooters. One is an excellent defender, Robert Covington. Teams are going to want those wing defenders. A lot of teams are going to want those wing defenders. I think Drummond and D. Rose can help a team out a lot. Especially Andre Drummond, a big center. They can hold down the paint. College basketball rankings. We ain't did too much college basketball talking, but we will. We'll get into it. Gonzaga at one, Baylor at two, Duke three, Auburn four, Butler five. Florida State, Kentucky all up there. We get into a lot of college basketball season season goes through. We will get into that. But, man, Antonio Brown, he done lost it. He done lost his fucking mind. He needs help. He's, like, completely out of control. I honestly don't know if he's even going to get back in the NBA. I mean, not the NBA, but the NFL. I don't know if they're going to let him back in the NFL. Just because the antics, the way he's been acting, 
ever since he got released from Pittsburgh has been insane. And Pittsburgh been right about him since day one. And I was defending AB at that time, but now I'm like, nah, man. You just completely done lost your shits. He just done lost it. I don't know what what has gotten into him, but he just done lost it. Hopefully he get the help he needs. Cause man. It ain't looking too good for him. It ain't looking too good for him at all. It ain't looking too good for him. And we're going to move on with the final topic of the day. The NFL conference game picks. I'm, I'm going to take Kansas City over Tennessee. 28-20. to I just believe that Kansas City and they high-powered offense will we'll reach them to the Super Bowl. They will finally get to the Super Bowl and I'm praying Andy gets over the hump, man. This is it. This has to be his year when Brady, when New England wasn't looking like New England, I just feel like, like, this has to be Andy Reid's year to get that Super Bowl. I'm picking him over Tennessee, even though Tennessee beat him the first time. Hopefully, if Derrick Henry, he still probably have like 200 some yards. But Kansas City, y'all better come with it because Tennessee, they ain't laying down for shit. They ain't been laying down all year, and they ain't going to lay down now. I'm going to take the uh, – then I'm going to take the 49ers over Green Bay, 24-17. I just don't believe Green Bay was scoring no points on their defense. And um, 49ers run game will control the whole game, I believe. Don't get past happy 49ers because Green Bay has two outstanding pass rushes with Clark in the middle. So don't get too pass happy. Run the ball productive like I've been all, doing all year with Breida, Morster, and Tevin Coleman. Just do that, which I've been doing all year, and y'all will get to the Super Bowl. I promise you on that. I promise you on that. And I think that's all we got for this episode of T Sports Podcast, episode number two. I'll be back next week with some more info on sports. Hopefully we get some good news. But y'all have a good day. I'll holler at y'all. Peace.